0: Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Guyos Diabolical. They have released their second full-length album entitled In Accordance with the Prophecy. Austin is making great strides, and Robert Kerrigan Album Reviews is getting the word out. And here is my interview with Austin. Hello, my friend.
1: Hello, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. How are you doing, Austin?
1: Not too bad, not too bad.
0: I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today.
1: Well, I wanted to thank you for uh, not only having me today, but also just taking the time to listen to the record. I, I greatly appreciate it.
0: Well, it's definitely a great one. I wanted to ask you about the recording process for uh, the album. How did it go?
1: Um, it went pretty well. Um, it's not my first time recording. So, uh, you know, every time you go in, it gets a little easier. And, and this one, uh, it went pretty well, it went pretty quick.
0: Did you yeah. have the tracks set or was this recorded at home or at studio?
1: Uh, I recorded it at a Don Fury studio in Troy, New York. So, you know, basically I had all the, uh, the scratch tracks and everything ready to go, you know, went into the studio mm-hmm. and then it's, you know, the, the standard tracking drums, guitar, bass, and vocals and such. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, everything was, was predefined and ready to go when I went into the studio and it probably took, three days to do all the uh, the principal tracking and then another day or two to do mixing and then, and, then a...
0: and i wanted to ask you about the song false flag fury that's my favorite track on the album i wanted to know if you could speak on it
1: great great um yeah i mean it's uh you know like like most of the record is really just speaking to the uh to what's going on in the world and uh, i kind really? of just had I kind of had that that hook in my head, you know, false flag fury. And so I just had built a song around that.
0: <clears throat> and another one of my favorites is uh destroy two thousand years of culture. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to know if you could give me an insight on that song and also the overall um feelings that brought you to make this album.
1: Okay. Uh, well, first off, Destroy 2000 Years of Culture is uh, is actually a cover of an Atari Teenage Riot song from, I think, 95 or 96, thereabouts. Um, if you're not familiar with them, they're a digital hardcore band, so it's, you know, they just take, like, you know, guitar loops and, you know, uh, electronic drums and all kinds of electronic dissonance, and I've always liked that song a lot. Um, and actually, they loop um, a little piece of Dead Skin Mask from Slayer in it. You know, they built Mm -hmm. a song off of that. So, you know, I love the phrase Destroy 2,000 Years of Culture. You know, I like the idea of, like, bringing everything back down to to zero and building it up again. Sure. Um, And then, of course, you know, I mean, Slayer is a favorite band, so the the fact that they use one of their riffs as the basis of the song, you know, really spoke to me. Um, So for a long time, I've always wanted to do, like, my version of that song. Um, So it just it was just really like natural for me to say, well, if I'm going to do this, this, this solo project on my own, this is a song I've always liked to do. So let's go ahead and do it. And uh, it goes right into your, your question about, you know, the reason or the, the driving factors on the songs on this album in general, it's, you know, it just reaction to, you know, what's going on in the world or whatever. And this song in particular seems to be just as relevant Sorry about that. Just as relevant today as it was in, you know, 93 or 94, 95 when it came out.
0: Um, Absolutely.
1: So, so yeah, it just, it seemed to fit in well with what I wanted to say with the record and it was a time to do it. And
0: I also wanted to ask you, what track was the most challenging for you to lay down?
1: <laughs> Probably that one, Destroy 2000 years of Culture, because, uh, you know, the other, the other tracks are all you know, straight from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the strike right, years of culture you know the vocal um, um, you know the meter and the style of vocal is very different than the rest of the record so that was probably the hardest yeah. one for me to you know to feel when I was recording it
0: I wanted to ask you if you could speak on the album artwork and the artist that was involved
1: um, well I, I created that myself um, Wow well, I mean, I used a lot of digital manipulation, and such. Uh, I'm not, I'm not like an artist. Artist. Uh, I do, I do have some some you know graphic design kind of skills, uh, but I wouldn't call myself an artist. Um, so, you know, I created the, the cover with some 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 AI assistance, and then also some of my own you know digital you know graphics capabilities. But like I said, I wouldn't call it like an art piece or. Or myself as an artist in that regard, in the traditional sense.
0: And uh, what can fans look for next from you?
1: Well, um, I'm always I'm always in the process of writing, even if I'm just if it's just in my head, with you know little snippets in my head. Um, but I can definitely tell you that we'll be going back again sometime this year and recording another set of songs and releasing them in a lot in the, very much the same way that I did this album.
0: And I want to ask you, um, along your musical journey, what has been the best advice that has been given to you along the way?
1: That's a really good question. Um, really, I think the best advice or you know concept that ever came about to me was really just you know, be yourself and do what you like to do and what you love to do. Um, don't try to write or create or perform or play to anybody else's expectation expectations but your own.
0: Absolutely. And I also wanted to ask you if I could put you on a spot and ask you to name your favorite metal album of all time, what would it be?
1: Uh, I mean, you put me on a spot but it's an easy one to answer because I think Rain and Blood is probably top shelf for me. I mean, there's a lot of albums that I would put right along with it, but if push comes to shove, I would have to definitely say Rain of Blood, which is a pretty standard answer, I know, but um, it, it is a really good album.
0: Oh, it's absolutely a classic. Absolutely. I also want to ask you if you could speak on your musical journey. Um, at what age did you start?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I didn't actually start playing an instrument until I was 18. I started playing drums. Um, and I didn't really focus on playing well until I was, you know, 19 or 20. Um, but, yeah, so, I, I mean, I played drums since then and, you know, bouncing around um, different types of bands. You know, um, I started out playing just like an all-original, you know, metal thrash kind of bands and then progressed into some industrial, some punk rock, some hard rock, um, even tried to cover band for a little while, which, you know, I wasn't too thrilled with. Um, mm. But yeah, so, I mean, I've been playing in, in bands pretty much since I was probably, I don't know, 20, 21 years old. Um, as far as like my solo project, um, you know, I started playing, you know, just messing around on guitar and bass. You know sometime in my 30s i guess um and after years and years of playing in part of a collective whatever i really kind of like wanted to do something that was totally my own that i could just you know write what i wanted to write and not have to be constrained by anybody else's you know thoughts or perspectives and that's that was when i went in and i recorded the first few songs for gaios and um i found out that i really liked it i liked the process and i liked the result so mm-hmm. I just, you're not. Um, and that's where I am today.
0: Now, as far as the uh, mixing and mastering, did you do that, that as well?
1: No, um, I work uh, with Don Fury. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not, but he's he's um, he's kind of a legendary legendary producer in, um, in the New York hardcore scene. Mm hmm. Um, you know, he, he was working with, you know, bands like Sick of It All and the Agnostic Front and all the New York hardcore bands when they were coming out. Um, and he moved to Troy, New York, probably kind of like 15 years ago or something. Um, and I went in there and recorded with another another band in his studio and we hit it off. And so now so now when I do like a real recording that I want to release and have it sound right, I I go to his studio and we do all the tracking and, you know, he you know, he does the, the mixing and the mastering, you know, obviously I'm right there with the mixing or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, but he, he does like the technical side of things. And and I just take that opportunity to kind of like gather in all the information and knowledge I can for that aspect of it. So in the future, if I want to go and record on my own, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of learning the process as I go. But right now I really rely heavily on, on Don Fury's work in the studio.
0: And we spoke a little bit about the future and, Um, new material would you say that you want to keep your new material in the same vein or are you looking to go another direction
1: Um, that's a good question and I don't really have a solid answer for you because um, like I mentioned before you know my perspective is always to like write what I want to write without any you know without shooting for a specific goal or genre or or outcome um, that's why like the first few songs I did are more doomy and sludgy and wandering mm. as opposed to the new album, which is really short, you know, to the point songs. Um, the few ideas that I have floating right now are similar to what I just released, uh, but I can't say for sure that they will end up being in that same direction or if the rest of the songs will be in that same direction either.
0: It'll be aggressive.
1: Yeah. You can say that. Aggressive and heavy. Angry,
0: I also want to ask you, um, what's the best way to give physical copy and to get a merchandise?
1: Um, probably the best way is just to go into um, the page on Bandcamp. So, if you just look up guy's Diabolical on Bandcamp, um, you know, you can get the album and, <clears throat> and other merch that's that's available.
0: And how is the music scene in your area? <clears throat>
1: Um, it's pretty vibrant, you know. I mean, it kind of like just like every place else, it kind of stalled with COVID. Um, but it seems like it's um, it's kind of roaring back, you know, people are ready to go out and play and and they're doing it. So uh, I think it's great.
0: Yeah. In Ohio, where I'm from, uh, quite a few clubs, uh, got shut down and um, but they've been bought up and uh, returning back to business.
1: That's awesome. That's great.
0: Yeah. Because it was, is really bad there for a moment. I thought, oh, geez, you know, here we are. We're we're called the rock and roll capital, even though that's a, even though that's a joke, you know. Um, you know, throwing uh, Madonna and shit like that in the Hall of Fame is just a mockery. But it's nice to have the clubs back open and all that, and have the scene vibrant again.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Ohio is a great place, great place for rock and roll and music. You know, I think one of the things that the COVID shutdown did was is it kind of gave artists a chance to kind of sit back and and write. So now, they're, now that they're playing live, they have all this new material, and I think it's awesome.
0: Sure, and I think some of the best albums that have ever been released have been done in the past two years because of the fact that bands had that time, you know, yep. instead of just hitting the road hitting the studio for eight weeks and hitting the road again, there was actual time to produce better music.
1: Yeah. Cause they could take the time to refine things and, and, and make them better. Absolutely.
0: And I also want to ask you, um, is there any, uh, vision of getting a full band together and taking it to the road?
1: <clears throat> you know, I, I, I've been asked that a few times now. And, you know, initially when I started this project, I was like, this is just gonna be a studio thing. It's gonna be my thing. And I'm not gonna worry about anything else. Um, um, but I don't know, the, more, the more I think about it and more, the more of the positive reaction I get, I'm, I'm starting to hedge towards maybe I will put together, you know, a, a band of friends that we can go out and, you know, and, you know do a tour, or take the music on the road. So, I mean, it is a possibility.
0: Well, I think it'd be a great idea because I know I'd love to see you here in Ohio because you have created an amazing album in it and it just left me way more.
1: Well, thank you very much. I mean, that's, that's really encouraging to hear. And, uh, you know, it's it's response like that that kind of makes me think that maybe I should do that. It's pushing me in that direction.
0: And lastly, I wanted to ask you if you could give any message to your fans, what would that message be?
1: What that message be? Um, that's a that's always a tough question. Um, well, I guess like the the overarching theme of all my songs is really think for yourself and you know don't get weighed down in anybody else's bullshit. You know, think for yourself, and then you know do what you love to do, and that's all that matters.
0: Absolutely, because you know what we can do is limitless we all we only make our own limitations
1: absolutely that's 100 percent true
0: and yeah. uh you know it's sad to see that you know people today are caught up and one of uh, one of many things being on their phone way too much oh, that those that. two those two seconds of appreciation is not worth it in the long run it's the long-term goals. It's doing what you want, as you said, and becoming what you want. Those short moments of gratification are worthless. It's the ones you get in the long run.
1: Absolutely. A hundred percent, you know, live life. Don't watch it.
0: Right. <laughs> you know, it's just like the band that goes to the studio and says, well, you know, like I'm a huge kiss fan. I've been a kiss fan since 76. Yep. And, uh, you know, when they, every time they try to catch a trend it is already gone and Yeah. Be yourself. Yep. Do you don't worry about what the hell's going on in the industry? You know,
1: that, that's a hundred percent true. I mean, I've been in so many bands that were like, oh, well, it's, you know, this is the latest thing, you know, let's go sound like this. And, you know, then that doesn't work and they jump onto the next one. You know, that's. So like I had said earlier, you said it was the best piece of advice I ever got. And that that's it. It's just do what you like to do and don't worry about anything else.
0: Sure. Because you know, and the one of the best things I like about the Mel scene right now is that you know, we have subgenres of genres now. Oh. Anything you want is out there. <clears throat> if you put something out there and you put it on a flagpole, someone's gonna salute it. You just gotta find the people.
1: Absolutely metal is so fractured and it's great because like you said, you know, every sub subgenre fractures into more subgenres. And it's so diverse and there's just so many things out there to listen to.
0: Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Austin.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time and um, anytime. I really appreciate it
0: please feel free to update me at any time with any new news as it comes about. Cause I'd like to get it out there. And especially if you get this thing uh, at band level and get it on the road, man, I want to hear all about it.
1: <laughs> okay. I will certainly do that.
0: All right. Thank you, my friend. And you have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you. You too. Cheers. Cheers.
0: I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.